22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Nothing witty to say to begin with because we have to go right to business, so I'm not even going to go with a long intro. Yay, that was longer than we thought you would Okay, I was that. waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, it's a very special edition because I know I've been waiting to review this movie for a while. So, welcome to an intergalactic edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 104. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, blasting off with me is the man who has his hand on a throttle. No, I won't indulge in a BBC joke. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Kiff, I have made it with a woman. Inform the men. all right and also sitting next to me is the man who's ready to hit warp drive whenever he locates i was gonna say uh another picture of black widow's ass but that would just be too much archie square we're off the tech you know the worst time to have a heart attack is during a game of charades damn (laughs) you know what's fucked up about that i know i know a couple of people that that might have happened. So I'm like, wow. He's like, wait, what, what is that? Uh, heart attack, heart attack. Yes, it's heart attack. We got the points. Yeah. Win. But wait a minute. In this age, who plays charades? He does. He's really old. <laughs> wow. I'm an old soul. Your your humor is kind of old, but that's another story. You know when a joke becomes a dad joke? When? When the punchline is apparent. Uh, <laughs> give yourself one that was good that was good pretty damn bad <laughs> yeah but I was like really oh shit okay that's good <laughs> alright so today we're gonna be reviewing the Marvel movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Ooh. but first before we blast off with our review I want Mike to um, shoot off some news from you wow that spaceship reference really sounds more dirty than I thought let's just go to the quick news And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. Death. Let's just get on with it. Why? You know what? Maybe we should just not talk about death. But I know that... Who died? Well, because I know it's going to bring it up and you'd probably spoil it. That's probably why. So, Mike, death? Really? Yeah. Well, I only have the one because other people just die too soon for me to have news on it. Uh, (laughs) But here's something that... uh, Let's see who knows what out there. On May 1st... Stanley Weston passed away. Who? Uh, You probably don't know the name, but you definitely know the product. Weston was the creator of the concept for the G.I. Joe dolls. Mm -hmm. In 1963, he sold the idea to Hasbro for $100,000. That's $800,000 in 2017 value. Uh, But Weston received no other benefit from his creation. In fact, a Wikipedia search does not even include Stanley Weston. And Hasbro does not credit him on its page at all. Uh, In 1967, Weston signed a 10-year agreement with the Major League Baseball Players Association for the likenesses of virtually every ball player in the National and American Leagues. That's way ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah. In 1970, Weston went on to form his own licensing company called Leisure Concepts, which over time represented Charlie's Angels, Farrah Fawcett, the World Wrestling Federation, Star Wars, Legend of Zelda, as well as TV shows including like ALF, Welcome Back, Hotter, you know, etc., uh, his company even successfully pitched the Thundercats to Rankin and Bass in the 1980s. Wow. Yeah. When the uh, excuse me, when the Licensing Industry Hall of Fame was created in 1989, Weston was a charter member years before even Walt Disney, Jim Henson, George Lucas, or even Hannah and Barbara were included. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no cause of death was provided by the family. Weston was 84. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, now, that's a death. I'm not saying that any other death is that's just... a death worth having? 
No. <laughs> I'm just saying that's one that you didn't see coming, but no. you didn't realize how influential yeah. he was. That's what blew my mind with because it was just, it was not only like reporting on the death. It was like a history lesson all at the same time. I remember reading part of that when he when he died. That's why when you said G.I. Joe, I said, yep. And I remember hearing other references, but I didn't realize so many things that he was tied into. Yeah. I mean, between, I mean, think about all the types of entertainment that that, 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 that yeah. goes across it, between Charlie's Angels, which is television, and you're talking about, you know, um, some Star comedy, Wars, some wrestling. drama, Star Wars, yeah. wrestling. I mean, he had his hand in a lot of things. He must have been a very wealthy man, so I don't think he was bemoaning the fate of G.I. Joe, probably. Right. But the only thing I'll say about G.I. Joe, you said, you know, you know, in Wikipedia searches that he's yeah. not even there. Wikipedia is still, it's still one of those that are manipulated, and, and I guess that if some people don't have that information, because it seems like that, that information you have to dig pretty deep to right. get. But, I mean, you figure it hit every news outlet. I mean, you know, it's just it was shocking that Stan, Stanley Weston, if you look up um, that, he's not there. And I think at the most you might get uh, there's a, a, a boxer I think was named Stanley Weston or something like wow. that. Wow, yeah. yeah, but um, but like I said, Hasbro not even crediting him at all. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty weird. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, so I'm sorry to hear that he went, but it's glad to hear that he was so influential yeah. and he you know around. Definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. Were you hoes at home waiting for a third Hellboy movie? Well, keep waiting. Uh, but Aww. there is a reboot on the way. I heard this. Yes. However, it will not star Ron Perlman. Oh, and it will not be directed by Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And yet there are Stranger Things happening because Stranger Things star David Harbour will portray the devilish hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The new film will be directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, the reboot has an R rating with a working title of Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. No tentative release date has been provided. Um, Ralph, have you read any Hellboy books? Mm-mm. No. So you've only known from the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you get a little disappointed by... The absence of Ralph, do you have a dick in your mouth? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I just figured I'd ask. He hasn't been answering in a while. <laughs> so, so you went for the for, for the um the comedic formula of wait three responses and then hit him with something bad. Well, he had actually been doing it beforehand, but I don't think you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. I did not. I don't know about the dick in the mouth either. That's another story. Um, so I mean, are you familiar with um? Not familiar, but are you disappointed by Guillermo del Toro not returning? Because I know that's one of, I think you mentioning that you like Hellboy. I did like Hellboy, and I actually saw the two animated movies that they made, the, yeah. like the short movies, which were pretty good. I actually enjoyed those. Did he direct those as well, or no? No. Oh, okay. someone else. I, I didn't watch the, the animes. I only watched the uh, the live action. I enjoyed both of them a lot. I really like, yeah. I like Guillermo del Toro as well. Yeah, yeah. he's a great director, but, yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe this new one will have the same... I don't know, potential. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, because I, I don't want to see it turn into a flop series. Yeah. I mean, this is the start of a Hellboy of a is relaunch franchise. Is a great story. Yeah, it's a great but, story. but I, I think I mean Magnola's still involved. I still read that Magnola's involved. Mike Magnola, the oh, creator okay. of, of Hellboy, um, he's still you know you know with creative. So I can imagine that if he switched directors and he switched main characters, hopefully I have faith that wait the creator of Hellboy. Was also giving input on the first two movies. From what I heard, who knows? I mean, yeah, they, I mean he may have re- referenced him, but I doubt he would have any say on who's the director of the kind writer, of, though. Kind of like Mignola was, you know. I know Mignola was involved in it. I don't know if he has got say, like like final say, but I know he has say. Okay, he had pull. He had pull. Oh God, I was waiting for like a really bad joke there. No. What yeah. am I? Just a really bad joke machine or something? No, yes. No. yes. Huh? Functioning, that, functioning at full capacity. Role? Is that my role? The fuck, should I focus on that? Captain. 
right. Well, so let's move on to another news story. Please, before we go into like a bitch fight. <laughs> <laughs> Never let it be said that uh, studios will not run a good thing into the ground. In a bid to capitalize on his 2016 hit, Fox has ordered a Deadpool animated series. Mm. Ryan Reynolds, who broke records portraying the live-action version of the murderously humorous Marvel Comics character, will not be part of the project. Aww. Instead, the voice talents of Donald Glover will bring the antics of the Merc with the Mouth to the adult-themed cartoon. Mm. The untitled Deadpool series will air on the FXX channel sometime in 2018. The network has already ordered 10 episodes. Oh. Interesting. Now, what do you guys think? I mean... Now you're talking about making the comic. Now you're t- taking a cartoon and making it adult, kind of what DC's doing, but now going all the way with it. What do you guys think? Um, I don't care about that as much as I find it interesting that in the literally in the start of your franchise, you now have two different mediums with two different people representing it. That's going to get weird. Okay. At least to me, it will because you know you're going to have people that are tuning in from the movie to watch the animated series, which either is going to be like the movie or it's not, and if it's not. And they like it, then by the time the second movie comes around, they're going to be expecting something else. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you're getting a flip-flop on your own franchise. Well, I mean, you could say the same about the Avengers, because the animated series has been out for a while with different actors. So It's true, but that and one is Spider-Man, but that's too. child-based, whereas as the, um, Deadpool is not. Deadpool is R-rated. And therefore, so is the cartoon is adult right. themed. Right. See what I'm saying? Like, that, it's you're, you're getting that's the same audience. And that's that's what I'm saying, is that it's... It's just very different that way. I think what you're saying, I mean, the idea of it being more sophisticated, you know, some of the minds around it are going to be expecting the same thing in their cartoon as it did from the movie. Where kids, not that they won't, they won't care, but, you know, it's not that much of an issue. Right. And also, it's not that it's bad to have difference. It's just that it's just an interesting thing because Hollywood's the first to tell you, like, oh, we, we can't do this because then audiences will expect blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, if your cartoon is too much like your movie... Then it's like, well, then what's the purpose of the cartoon? So right. it'll, it'll just be interesting. Well, but I'll, I'll check it out. It will be interesting. I mean, but it's Deadpool, so you already know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to checking it out, but I will check it out. <laughs> All I'll, right. doubt I'll become a fan of it. <laughs> right, I, overnight. Well, I look forward to it. Of course you do. can't wait to see what they do with of it. Of course yeah. do. Hopefully they do a good job. Yeah. yeah. Ralph will be its number one fan. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. He's good. You know, his, uh, have you seen his show, Atlanta? No. I've not seen that. It is really good. Well, he's he figured he's getting around. He's uh, in Atlanta, the show Atlanta. He's going to be in Spider Man Homecoming, yep. and he voices Miles Morales already for the Spider Man animated series. Mm-hmm. Isn't Glover? The... And he's also a rapper, right? And... Your, your favorite rapper, who you put me onto. Yep, Childish Child Gambino. Gambino. Yeah. Ah, okay, that's right. And he was in Community too. Right. Yeah. Well, that's right. done. I just meant like what he's currently doing. But yeah, oh. no, but he's very busy, and I'm, I'm happy for him. God bless. He's him. a funny let's guy. See how, let's see how it goes. All right. So what's he got? All right. Stan Lee's POW Entertainment has been acquired Ow. by Hong Kong-based Cam Sing International Holding. Now, does this mean Stan Lee is a goddamn commie bastard? No. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you even think that? Uh, but according to Cam Sing chairman slash CEO Vivian Lowe, quote, I believe the merger will bring significant synergy by combining POW's existing intellectual Ow. property library and Cam Sing's strong IP merchandising network in China, therefore creating value for our shareholders. At the same time, this deal will enhance Cam Sing's comic intellectual property creation capability by working with Lee, who is a global proven name. The group will continue to produce better products and content for its global customers and develop another marvel in the Asian market, end quote. Mm. Lee is reportedly going to continue to develop and produce content for POW. Ow! Yeah. 
Is he really gonna produce content, or is, yeah. or is it like his? You know, oh, I'm sure he does. Kind of like still produces kinda, content, kind of like Joe Paterno. No, I think he Stanley loves to produce stuff. It's it's always hokey and bad, but he does produce <laughs> stuff still. Um, but I'm just concerned that you know now that um, now that the Chinese own Pow is it going to be called Kung Pow? <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. I was waiting for it. I was oh, waiting for it. Oh, come on now. If, if, if it was owned by the Colombians, it would be called White Powder. <laughs> and when, and when, if you remember, when JFK owned it, it was called Pow Pow. But the success went to his head. <laughs> oh, God. This is bad pun day. This is bad pun day. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just couldn't resist the name. No, I really couldn't. <laughs> I can never resist. You but gotta I'm, love a good pun run. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I can't lie. <laughs> oh, right. so, I mean, I don't know what this means, but I'm interested to well, see. It's not affecting Marvel. It's just it's well, it's not affecting Marvel, but yeah, um, Pow like owns. You ever see any of those really weird Stanley things that came out like a few years ago? Like, yes. Like with the like, Dark Light or whatever. I, mean, I figured I what remember. they were like those movies. Some of them were live action. Some of them were animated. I got. Does Stanley have a comic book or a character named Excelsior? No, uh, not that I'm aware of. He could have a character somewhere, but right, yeah, it would seem like he would. You would think so, yeah. but if you ever saw any of those, type, that's mm. like under what was well, Stanley Media, and, and now is part of Powell. Like, uh, like that's all right. That. So I mean, it's these things that like have very little. Even though I think there's a character called Chakras or something like that that uh, is popular over in India. Chakra, um, like the yeah, the um, like yeah. Somehow he can control the chakras and uses. It's a kid. I think he uses to fight crime or something like that. Interesting. I'm yeah, it's that supposedly it's, it's that's like the most popular of all the characters I think that he's created. Okay. Yeah, but and Stripperella and Stripperella. I love Stripperella. That's just it's just one corny pun after the next. It is absolutely. I fun. wish the audience could see the face I'm shooting Mike right now. <laughs> come really? On, with, with come her, on. Come on. She's a stripper that an exotic dancer that's also a spy whose brother Chipperella <laughs> is also a stripper. Is also a spy. God. <laughs> For Chippendales. Yeah. Hence Chipperella. Chipperella. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I, I, I thought that was, that was another so fucking bad pun. All right, you know. All right, <laughs> keep going before more puns come this way. Alrighty. Last but not least, so you love comics, huh? But do you ever think perhaps you are buying too many each month? Well, luckily, <laughs> Marvel Comics is here to help you budget your time and money. Oh, here we go. How? By canceling 11 titles in July with another 17 possible titles on the chopping block soon afterwards. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Electra, gone. World of Wakanda, gone. Not surprised. Nova, gone. Not surprised. Silk, gone. Really? Really? Thunderbolts, gone. Wait, what? Thunderbolts. Kingpin, oh, okay. gone. Rocket Raccoon, gone. Yep, saw that Power one. Man and Iron Fist, gone. What? Star Lord, gone. Okay. What? Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, gone. What? Mosaic, gone. What? Now, what is on the chopping block? Because these all have less than twenty thousand uh, subscriptions. You know, issues being bought a month. Right. Cam, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Gwenpool, Captain Marvel, U.S. Avengers, Ultimates Two. Doctor Strange and Sorcerer Supreme. That's one title. Man Thing, Hawkeye, Totally Awesome Hulk, Spider Man 2099, Silver Surfer, Bullseye, Squirrel Girl, Occupy Avengers, Unstoppable Wasp, Great Lakes Avengers, and Moon Girl and Devil Dino. Now, were any of your favorites on the list? If so, too bad, so sad. What do they have left? <laughs> Uh, hopefully something good. <laughs> well, some but of the, that's even shocking right there. Well, the Captain, wait, Captain Marvel, not 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 Ms. Marvel, right. Captain Marvel. 
Okay. Um, because I knew that Captain Marvel, they were really trying to jump jumpstart her career, you know, in comics. Especially like, in time for the movie. Right. But, I mean, wow, they were... That's but yeah, that's, that's not on the potential yeah. chopping block, right? But yep. I mean, also, um, but the Captain Marvel, did I say its potential or is that on it? You said you said those are the seventeen the Captain Marvel, yeah, it's yeah. Potential. Um, well, the thing is, it's it's not saying that's anything wrong with the character. It's just if your story isn't good, it's not good. And, you know, and I don't know how the story is, but that's a lot of what this is. But I also think Marvel's diluted their product in regards to comics. Like I, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember there was there was books you could buy back when I was growing up, but it wasn't comic like, books. They, shut up. <laughs> there were there were comics that that, that that you could buy back in the day, and there was a, a variety. But I just feel like some of the variety. I'm like, but why are you making this? But like, I don't want to read a Rocket Raccoon book. That would be something I would read in Star Comics, right? You know, or I wouldn't want to read some of the other ones that are on that list. Like I was like, th- th- um, Thunderbolts. They were d- they were done how many years ago? They should have been well, done. They should have ended it when they ended the storyline with the Dark Avengers. Yes, because that would have been the perfect end to the Thunderbolts. But you know. Those accountants say, hey, we need to make money. And, you know, that title is popular. So, you know, throw shit at it and see if people will still buy it. And the answer is no, they won't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, um, Power Man and Iron Fist, I was very surprised because I know they went with this really interesting art style. And, and, and I yeah. liked it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was something else. Wow. <laughs> you artist snob. Well, I'm an art snob, too. But, you know. Wow. Okay. So all those books are. So, so wait, you started with death? And now you ended with death. More death. <laughs> death and death. So that's the quick news? That's my quick news. All right. I know that I've got some major quick news to drop, but Ralph, what about you? Yeah, I got some news that you have some news to drop. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. So let me get it from my so source. That's sweet. Well, the cap drops his log. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> my, good, my, my, my good friend Dana Abercrombie um, put this out. And Fitch? She must get that all the time. <laughs> By the way, shout out to shout out to Dana. I know you listen once in a while. Um, so, according to Deadline.com, they are they did renew Once Upon a Time for oh. a seventh season, but a lot of key cast members are gone. Yeah. The I, one, haven't, I haven't watched it this season at all because the I woman just who plays it. Uh, the Wicked Sister, she's gone. Oh, you mean the Wicked Witch of the West? Yes. Oh, okay. No. Well, right. Wait, she's the Wicked Witch? Oh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm thinking something else. Um, um, so Jennifer Goodwin who plays Snow okay Josh Dallas who plays Prince Charming uh-huh. they're gone let me finish oh. <laughs> Jared Gilmore who plays Henry yeah okay and the um, worst kid actor on TV um, Amelie DeRaven aka um, the one who plays Emma yeah okay I'm, I'm sorry and Jennifer Morrison who plays Emma I was about to say I don't think oh, that's her name but sorry, okay sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so the one, so the ones that look like that are still left is um so wait, are they leaving? They're, or not? they're they're not coming back for next season. Wow, what? that's the entire like. Wait, that's the main so cast. Snow is going, but Prince Charming is staying. No, no he said no, she's. Oh, he did say Prince Charming. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So in other words, it's only the it's the, the evil family. right now. It says Evil Queen, Rumpelstiltskin, um, and they didn't write anything. I mean, I'm just kind of breezing through it, but they said it was the end of their contracts and and they didn't renew it. So yeah, the Charming well, family is gone. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, because the show has to be on its last leg. I would. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't reimagine it and bring some new life, but like I said, I mean, I loved the show through the first five seasons, but I think I watched the first two episodes of season six and I just could not get back into it. It's, you know, once it was that the evil's queen, the evil queen's evilness. When now it was its own sentient thing, yeah. I was like, I just kind of ran out of uh, of love for it, and evidently so did the characters because they're <laughs> just like, yeah, we know this is getting canceled. <laughs> All right, get how this how that was resolved. So 
the evil queen was turned into a snake by Rumpel's son, who was stole was uh, stole was kidnapped by wait which son. Oh, the bells, uh, the bells. Okay, yeah. that bells. one. Okay. Fuck that. He said stole. I'm right. laughing at that shit. Go ahead. Shush. <laughs> who was kidnapped by the evil Black Fairy, who turns out to be Rumpelstiltskin's mother. Right? <laughs> so because time works differently in the realm of the Black Fairy, he comes back um, like two episodes later, fully grown, right? Turns mm-hmm. the, evil, uh, the evil queen into a cobra, right? And um, Emma and the, the and Regina come back from that wish that the evil queen had made that sent them to another world. Okay. Right. So now um, she brought back a version of Robin that was in that wish world, where he's a little bit more evil, but not not like super bad. And he just wants to leave. So he likes it rough. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He wants to leave Storybrooke, so he gets uh, Selena, Regina's mm-hmm. sister. To help him escape, and they brew a, a magic canceling potion to throw onto the the portal, the the force field that's surrounding the, the town, mm-hmm. to try to stop it. But it doesn't work. Okay. There was a little. Is, bit, is this the fast resolution of this story? Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. have a movie to review. Yeah, bro. <laughs> airplane pitch. All right. So air, air, airplane elevator pitch after <laughs> after don't crash the plane. That's he, my airplane pitch. After a very convoluted <laughs> uh, series of events. The evil queen gains back her form. She fights with Regina, and Regina sees that she can't destroy her. She can't live without the evil part of herself. So I'm assuming she reabsorbs it? No. Oh, okay. She takes her heart out, takes the evil queen's heart out, and then gives her some of her good and takes the evil queen some of the evil queen's back. And then puts the hearts back. Then without reabsorbing her, I was right. She just can't live without some of the evil. And then the evil queen is like Oh my God! Now I feel good. Oh, so then Regina sends her to the to the wish world where Robin went back to, right. and she meets that Robin there, and they live happily ever after with rough sex. Yes. Okay, there we go. That was more about that show than I wanted to know. It's more about the show than I wanted to know. But I'll just try to give you guys a up because I know you guys love it. I'm not a fan of it, but I know you guys love it. And I was very surprised to hear that a lot of guys are not coming back when I heard Snow and and, and a couple. And I was like, wow. They, they gutted their cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I mean, that sounds like it's the cast choice, though. It's not like Sleepy Hollow where everyone just keeps getting fired uh, every season. Uh, 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 did you hear that Sleepy Hollow was canceled? No. What? Did it finally get canceled? Yes, it doesn't surprise it. me. Um, Dana, after that last season, Dana Abercrombie, shout out to her again. She's got like an inside on some on some some of the stuff. So uh, should you be announcing her name in association with these? No, no. She announces it when she's able to. Oh, okay. Dude, she puts it on freaking Facebook. Okay. <laughs> but, um. So yeah. So she mentioned. Um. She mentioned Sleepy Hollow is done. And I was like, wow. We'll get into it later on in the podcast. I'll, I'll be able to read it. But yeah, so I was waiting for How that to be on the quick news. Oh, by the way, it. what was the bet that, what was the show that he likes that you said, oh, it's probably going to be canceled? Was it APB? Uh, either that or Genius. Both. Both of them? Both. Oh, yeah. I knew they were coming. Both. Pure Genius and APB are canceled? Done. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stunned. Like that word, stole. Done. <laughs> Shush. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm so shocked. I remember saying that the moment you announced that you wanted to see those shows, I'm like, they'll be canceled. <laughs> All right, let's why, get. Why is this world so cruel to me? <laughs> and how is Walking Dead still around? Because it's actually a good, a good show. show. God damn it. <laughs> well, let's you know what? You know what? I like The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's already it's already it's a good show. It's already, it's already a good show. It's already Maybe it'll nice get try. canceled now. <laughs> you should have caught it in its inception, then you would have had a chance. <laughs> well, you know what's also cruel besides life? Space is cruel. Sequels are cruel. 
So let's talk about both. The Drag segue transition. was cool. <laughs> you didn't give me a fucking segue. Kick rocks. Okay. I, I ended the quick news. It was all up to you after that. <laughs> no, you were like, give me a good segue. All right. And so now we- back to you, Cap, in the studio. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now let's do what we came to do and review Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And with a synopsis is the guy who's been grueling over a hot stove making this synopsis for you. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. It's going to taste like gruel. All right. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is the latest entry into the into the Marvel Comics Cinematic Universe. The space-themed superhero film is the sequel to 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, excuse me, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was about to say Volume One, but that's not what it's called. Uh, <laughs> volume Two was written and directed by James Gunn, who also wrote and directed the first film. With a budget of 200 million dollars, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two has so far earned 200 million domestic and 325 million foreign for a total of 525 million. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 81% and a Metacritic score of 61 out of 100. Hmm. Not very good. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. Summary. Alrighty. If you ever, have you ever tried to capture lightning in a bottle? It's hard to do. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> catching it twice, it's impossible. Now, there is a thinly veiled lesson to be learned right with that one, but it's one that James Gunn didn't get. An adorable baby group, more savage insults, and snake Pliskin were all on display in an attempt to hide a less than amazing script that had more than amazing CGI. Star-Lord meets his dad. Rocket gets mad. Nebula goes bad. Gamora is finally glad. Drax talks about gonads. Mantis becomes sad. Groot finds a doodad. And everyone gets had in a series of side missions meant to lead audiences to an ending that is less than ironclad. The movie answers questions you didn't know you had, but doesn't offer much more than a brand new soundtrack for your Zoom. All right, it's starring Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Vin Diesel as Baby Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Michael Rooker as Yandu Udanta, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Palm, I don't even know how to manage that, Palm Clementif as Mantis, Elizabeth Debicki as Aisha, Chris Sullivan as Taserface, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as Star uh, Stakar Ogord, and Kurt Russell as Ego. All right. So um, right before we go to the review, we pay a lot of money. Let's put on that um, spoiler button, please. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, that um, that button. Wow, I stuttered. <laughs> it's been a while. Shaka, you stutter? Not as often as I what? used to. <laughs> wait, that- wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You stutter? Shut up, Stole. <laughs> uh, and that and that spoiler button was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. So let's Stush. get it. Let's get into Stush. it. All right. Stush. All right. All right. All right. Stush. He must love this. <laughs> he never um, listens to us. He, one day, so one, one day he will. Don't be surprised. One day he was going to surprise us. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I, I and did I mention it on the podcast? Or did I mention it off podcast that I was afraid that this was that. It wasn't going to be as good as the first, even though the, um, the, 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 the previews looked really good. Everyone's like, oh, wow, it looks great. I can't wait. I still wanted to see it, but I was still afraid. Do you know how often I say, oh, wow, those previews look good? Very rare. Mike, Mike <laughs> just has multiple ways of saying I told you so. Well, I mean, I, whenever everyone goes like, oh, but did you see the preview? I'm like, I want to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you have that feeling with this one, though? I always... I'm leery about sequels, period. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's because it's just the nature of trying to, like I said, capture lightning twice in a bottle. Um, 
it, the, the only way to really go about making a good sequel is to obviously you have your characters that are important to you from the first movie to the second but to me and I, and I use this word lightly and loosely you abandon your first movie in other words, you, you keep something, if it needs to relate, that's fine, but you don't look back. Don't try and bring back an old joke. Don't try and up up the level of what you think audiences liked about the original. Things that because were successful, it, don't try to make yeah, that like Because the, inevitably, you screw it up, or you overdo it, or you just find that audiences, well, we're now immune to it, because we had that laugh already. That's my fear of sequels. And this one, for me, unfortunately, hit a lot of those bad parts. I mean, again, I enjoyed the movie. But it I was hit a lot of those bad parts, you know. And I, I was mad that it did, but I wasn't surprised that it did. Okay, what about you, Ralph? I quite enjoyed the. Of yeah. course, he did. Oh, but I mean, well, he's, I, he's, a, he's a man of, of refined taste. There. <laughs> uh, uh, now, comparatively, uh, first to second, though, do you find it like on par, or do you find it a little? Since you liked it so much, did you find it only a little below See, above? It's, it's kind of hard because when the first one came out there wasn't anything really like that before right right so it was it was new and exciting exactly and it was funny so you got introduced to all these new themes and and ideas and ways comic book movies could be so now that you have the second one you've already they sort of rehashed some of the same thing over and over again and over and so the excitement wasn't all there but it was still excitement because it was it was a new story okay you know and and they explored they the old characters in, in a new way okay. you see new connections between the other characters so that that's what's also good about the movie i right? definitely will agree with you on that ralph i was definitely i mean that's part of what makes you excited the fact that you know you've already got these characters developing like oh well, what else can they do with it yeah. so i mean and i and i'll say like mike said i still enjoyed the movie so i mean just know i enjoyed it it's a lot of fun but the, but there was a lot of things that you couldn't forgive. I felt like, or things yeah. that you felt that that glared at you as something that was like either either not really well written or something that you felt was redundant. Right. Or you know, and we'll get into that in a second, right. obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, let's to start off. I mean, beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, the yes, the, oh the colors, goodness. the effects. I mean, they just they really outdid themselves again. They look wonderful. You know, one of the like great things that I like about this movie, you can close your eyes and it's still a great movie. Yeah. Even if you don't see the visuals, just with the the sounds that they have, the whole oh. soundtrack. I'll have to experiment that with that another time. I'll go. I'll, I'll go into that with, with the soundtrack a little bit. But, Try it out. So you said, okay, it's beautiful. You yeah. Saying. I mean, I I mean, I thought that looked really good. Um, that's don't say that's it. No, I mean, well, it's it's, <laughs> don't say it's that's the it. it's the biggest easiest comment I um or compliment Ooh. I can give. I mean, I it was nice seeing uh an attempt at character growth, even though I don't think it was much growth i mean granted it's only supposed to be i think six months later right uh, when we catch up so i mean obviously characters shouldn't change too much uh, right that that goes without saying um but i can't compliment the script so I, i'm just kind of like as for for an overall compliment i have to go on the overall look of the movie okay i mean yeah. i i agree with you with the look i mean do i think that there was a little bit more than you're giving it credit for like in character development i think gamora grew a little bit i think you know you should you should grow through Gamora, especially with her and Nebula, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah, but that felt a little bit forced of a growth. Forced, but it was growth though. It was, but you know, again, it, I didn't think it was as clever as it could have been. Oh, yeah. yeah, we do learn uh, or see a more vulnerable side of Drax when he's thinking about um, his wife and his daughter. 
Yeah. My, I have an issue with Drax. And I, see, I don't want to start there. I, I can't, but well, then we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But please remind me of this problem with Drax. Okay, so we get into the movie. and, and, and you told what? us to remind you about the problem with Drax. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, and we find him in the movie, and they're already stealing something for the... Um, the no, they're, they're fighting a uh, interdimensional monster for the Sovereign. For the Sovereign. Right. They're, they're that's stealing going, they're getting right, that's going to... Uh, take the power from the batteries that they're right there. yes but now see the thing is it's the opening scene told me how this movie was going to go i am not a fan of that opening scene it's why because the baby's in it no because it's <laughs> it's about like 20 times too long of an opening scene for what it was when you when you watch the opening scene of gardens of the galaxy it's flippant in a moderate way because it's setting you up it's like okay this guy He's a little relaxed on what he does, you know, um, and here's our character strolling in to do it. So they, they went along that same idea, like, okay, they, they've got a mission they're going into. Let's just do the music thing. There, the music, as much as it was a part of that opening scene, it didn't dominate it. You know, like, it, it took the foreground because obviously it was the only sound we heard. Right. But the action was just as relevant of what he was doing. There, as you saw, the action was completely irrelevant to the point that it was phased out. So it just became a, let's play music, let's show baby Groot. And he was doing something consistently interesting and not the same repetitive type of interesting. It would have been great. But it was just like, oh, the action is going on behind him. It's hazed out. It got old within like, you know, after 30 seconds for me. And, you know, but yet it was like a good, what, three minute opening? <laughs> you know? I, I, oh, go ahead. I have to disagree. I thought that opening was awesome. Most people do. Most it people was, I've, I've seen have said it's a great opening. I just don't it find it so. It was funny as hell. Just the fact that you know they're fighting this huge beast and Groot's just dancing around and you know that it's it's just to show like the the confidence that they have in 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 themselves that it's like oh you know this is just another day in the office we got to take care of this multidimensional beast or whatever right. and they just keep fighting and they, every time they get knocked down they just get right back up oh man i got to go back to the, the, the daily grind got to go do this uh they get knocked down again and then the funny part was when when Drax gets hit and he falls uh, right by uh, Baby Group, and Group stops dancing. Right, just like in the first movie, uh, end credits. Well, <laughs> here's something that most people don't know. Apparently, on his planet, like if you're dancing, you're weak, right? Mm -hmm. So um, uh, they they view that weakness to a point where that if you dance, they'll kill you. But so where are you getting this from? That was like this weird kind of thing that oh because I'm about to say this had nothing to do with the movie no 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 because no. in the movie we established he just doesn't like to dance right he doesn't like but he views Drax views that as weakness and then so like Groot's scared that if, if he sees if Drax sees him dancing that he'll kill him alright but what I'm saying but I mean just from the movie we just know that again you just gave me what you gave me from the yeah, yeah. the first movie let's move on right well, well that's my <laughs> the whole, intro but, but, was which, really but good but exactly that's what the intro should have done was just move but, on but, but, but see and I agree on both sides I do I do agree with, with Ralph. I mean, it was entertaining, but I agree with you. It was there was a time where it could have ended. I mean, it, it, three minutes of the same thing or of things that are similar. The dynamic of him because it's I felt like it was focusing more on how Groot didn't care because he's a baby with all them all the chaos fighting right. around. I don't think it was more about like you know them being confident. It was more like they're handling this thing. They're too busy to, to look at Groot. And he's just kind of in his own world. Because but then but then you had the stop pieces for them treating him like a baby, and it's like. Well, you know, I mean, granted, I, I, like I said, I get the humor, but it's like if you're that concerned about him, why did you bring him to a fight? Why did you put him in the ship? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so it was just one of those things where it's, and again, we know it's the opening scene, so you know that you're not your character's not going to die in an opening sequence. But it's, it's again, it's, it's 
if my characters aren't even concerned about their own safety during a quote unquote dire mission, yeah, then why am I concerned about their safety during a dire mission? <laughs> you know, it wasn't really it, it wasn't a dire mission. It was a job. Right. Just, it's just an inter- yeah. who who hasn't defeated an interdimensional beast? <laughs> yeah, Come on. So. Come yeah. on. Yeah. God. We we, de- we defeat inter- interdimensional beasts every day. We can barely say it. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure we do. We do it all the time. Yeah. So like I said for me, you know, the opening yeah. sequence I, was just way too long. And, and when you got Mr. Blue Sky, you can't just play, you know, a snippet of it. You got to you know, yeah. let that play. I, I'm going to say something that um that might blow people away. I didn't like the soundtrack Gust as much. Wind. I didn't like the soundtrack as much. That was okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't like the soundtrack as much. I like I, I like the original Curtis Galsis. Yeah, I felt like it, it was more into the the early seventies than the than the, the early seventies and the eighties that the um oh, the first one was. Yeah. Dear. Well, this one is definitely more seventies based. Yeah. Than eighties based. Okay. Okay. It's not, it shouldn't be that much of a shock. I just said thirty seconds ago. Dear. And I'm a seventies baby. I was born seventy six. Uh, that's twenty years before me. <laughs> Lies. Lies. You can lie all you want, bro. <laughs> Only a couple people know I'm telling the truth, and none of them are actors, because <laughs> none of them can count. Shout out to Super Gabe. <laughs> no but, one calls you Super Gabe, but Super Gabe. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like the soundtrack. I feel like it kind of distracted, as opposed to, um, you know how 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 music sets the mood and kind mm-hmm. of, and you want and sometimes you 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 choreograph it that certain scenes are with certain pieces of music I felt like it distracted me a little bit well it felt like you know cause I enjoyed the music enough I mean it was fine I enough, enough but it, not as, yeah. as much but um, it just felt it, it felt like probably what it was is that uh, you kind of shot your load on the first movie of selection of music and now you're like oh we still need music because that's our thing now so God help us with what the third movie is going to have right <laughs> <laughs> well, we're scrambling now <laughs> you know um but yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying about the music. Uh, like I said, it didn't affect me, but I can see what you're talking about, definitely. All right. Um, I felt like also, and I want to see what Ralph says. I'm waiting for a record scratch right now. I felt like one of the part, the problems about the script was that it tried too hard to have humor. Like, yes. like they forced a lot of humor to the point that I was like, well, that, they're really going to do that joke? Or really, that's what they're going for? Or it, like, even the whole the whole winking thing with, um, with Rocket Raccoon. Right. You know, even though they only did it twice, by the second time, like, eh. Well, it's, in the first movie, the humor, I thought, and I even said there, I was afraid they were going to go over the top, but it was effective enough, except for that dance thing at the end, because that was just stupid. But um, this one, they went for the jokes, funny or not, and I laughed quite a few times, but funny or not, they went for the jokes, but I felt the problem was they went for the jokes in in expense of the actual storyline. So that I felt they didn't focus enough on the story. They just were like, let's be funny or we can have a good movie. You get one or the other. And in, in the first movie, they opted for the story with humor. This one, they opted for humor with very, like I said, like a lot of side stories that just didn't kind of work right. Because it was kind of like they were trying to find their humor in these side stories as opposed to making a side story that worked into a larger whole. Right. What do you think, Ralph? I was waiting for the record scratch. I actually thought you were going to do that. I can see why you would say that. Oh, really? You agree with me? Okay. No, no, no. I didn't say I agree with you. I said I can see why you would say that. Okay, so you can see the perspective. You may not agree. Yes. So you thought it was funny as fuck? Yeah. As good as Tomcats? Oh, yeah. All right. Figures. Okay. Even movie, better than Tomcats. This movie's doomed. If it was a TV show, it'd be canceled. It'd be laying in the fucking ditch next to APB and fucking Real Genius or whatever the name of the show is. Pure you're, Genius. You're going to be in that ditch anyway, too. Yeah. <laughs> mention, mention my name when I was born. You would have had a chance. <laughs> Just like those movies and those shows. Anyway. But I, I mean, I felt, 
Now, here's here's the thing that I felt. I felt like even though the movie had its problems, even in the beginning, I was still enjoying it. I felt like where things got um, where things got a little bit. I won't say long. You know, I will say long. It felt like from when when ego got when ego got introduced and ego got separated. They all right. went their own separate ways. It feel like the movie just hit. Like, well, those are the side stories. That's yeah, what I'm saying it, yeah. they they hit a wall. It it's they had too many stories. Unfortunately, none of them were that particularly interesting. There was one that was particularly the the the, the um the Yandu story. Because Yandu and the, you know with him being a raccoon, you know, I right. mean, and 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 eventually you find out that it's a lot more important than people realize. Right. Um, it was probably the most interesting of them, but again, it was a side story. I mean, as, as you saw, because it wasn't the main focus of the movie. Right. But it's like the only problem is the what was the main story, which was um, Star Lord and Ego. Right. It also felt like a side story. Like it didn't have a feeling of like major importance. So that it was just side story by side story by side story, and I'm like, yeah, this is not very effective because. I, I didn't find any of the side stories that engrossing. I mean, I mean, I wasn't falling asleep by any means, but it just because they lasted about that was about forty minutes before mm-hmm. they finally gathered together again. That's a long stretch, True. you know, of of like not at least for me, not much going on. I, and I know that's a problem that people have with The Walking Dead that, that people separate so much, right? So they say they, I hear a lot of people complaining. Go, one of the problems I, I stopped watching Walking Dead a couple of years ago is because. Um, people separate too much, and it takes too long for everybody to get back together. Yeah. So something like this movie That's kind similar. of that that middle part of the movie right. suffered from that. Yeah, at least for me it did um, because I, I because I thought like you know Nebula and um, I'm sorry, well Nebula well Nebula was with Rocket, yes, and then eventually so that ended up with Yondu. Well, 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 well it's Yondu because that's when um, right that's the when, when, when they try to capture right. um, yeah. So that scene, like I said, that was the most interesting of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find. Uh, Peter Quill and Gamora with Drax on Ego that interesting like you it, know it, it was, was it was okay but it didn't grab me it was beautiful yeah oh, it, it was beautiful it, it looked fantastic it did look like yeah. something out of the 70s though yeah. can't even lie that that planet looked like like a sub, somebody's bad acid trip yeah well, <laughs> yeah, also, it was Ego well, but also <laughs> the fact that like you know his storyline about him planting planting his seed everywhere literally yeah <laughs> you know um that was our universal threat that never ever felt like a threat right like, like it, it felt like this was the dumbest threat you could possibly have come up with that somehow you only ever had one successful kid we just happened to have a movie about him <laughs> and for god knows exactly what real reason you need his power to help your seeds sprout on other planets it, it, it just felt so weak you know it, it, I, I mean, I guess, I guess when it resolved, it felt weak for me. I was wondering where they were going, where right. they're going to go, and when they, when they finally resolved to the fact that he had all these seeds that he was right. trying to get to, you know, to, to to help him, you know, change the universe, so to speak. Right. Well, yeah, but what's that? It's also what what I found weak was that if if Star Lord was a different character, and let's say he had um, some kind of a power base, right? That like he's shooting energy out, da da da. Then you could say like, oh, okay, wow, he's got powers from somewhere, some some really amazing gift. But the fact that like he had no sense of these powers that we ever saw used, I mean, they're saying that's how he was managing to survive touching the power stone. But other than that, it's like, so this power that really hasn't shown up in any other kind of way was so integral to Ego's plan to populate the universe with himself. It just didn't feel right. It, right. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, in other words, it's just like when, when people attack Superman and they're like, we need his power, we need to absorb his power. You're like, well, he's Superman. 
I mean, this guy can move planets. Yeah, yeah. I can see you absorbing this guy's power. Right. With with Quill, because we never saw a demonstration of his power, it's like, well, I'm just taking your word for it that he's got all this power that somehow miraculously never popped up until now. And then well, and, you know, and can master it enough. Right. But that but just that like it was so much power that that's what you were saying you needed to get your plan in motion. Like couldn't you have done it half a universe at a time then if that's the case? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know? I think it was more of the fact that think of it this way, where Eagle and Quill are computers, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't have enough processing power as one computer and he needed to do the second well, one. Well no, I got that, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like we're told how much processing power in your example that cool has because we haven't seen it it's it's not believe in other words you're saying that this character let's just divide the universe well, up equally they're, they're not saying that he oh Wait, kinda, he, he yeah, has they, the power yeah they kinda, right they, yeah. So they are saying that's what i'm saying they they're saying that I they're think, saying that quill if you just want to make it a 50 50 split for the sake of argument okay. that ego has enough power to affect half the universe that means quill has enough power to affect the other half of the universe and yet He's never noticed. Like, there is no example of this power. That's a lot of power for me to take the word of, like, the story. That, like, wow, he was this powerful and no one ever noticed, I, including I, himself. I think know? the fact that he develops – for me, the problem was the fact that he was able to develop the power so fast. And I think that if they said, you have the potential to have the power, maybe t- stay some years under me. Right. And then we can develop that and maybe try, you know, th- using that, then that would be acceptable. Because, like, well, I can imagine him staying with his dad – and you know, you know, fostering right. those powers, but the fact that he has it like almost right off the bat. I think, uh, well, the way I saw it was think of like a a piano virtuoso, mm-hmm. right? Some uh, some guy who can hear music and play it on the piano, right. but uh, until the point where he actually touched the piano, he didn't know he could do that. So I guess being the fact that he was brought to Eagle's planet was that the uh, and that Eagle told him was like you have this connection, just concentrate. Because he never realized that he had it, right? And I guess being there actually, like, strengthened his connection to the light, quote unquote. Right. That's what allowed him to do. Right, to, but the thing like is, that. the connection of the light, though, this is what where it all falls apart. Ego is the light. Yeah. So, so, so see what your example about the computer thing doesn't work because I don't know it's he, a little convoluted. Right, it's, it's 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 so circular. It's like I need you to use my own power to help me do this thing to the whole universe i'm like well that makes no sense you know it, it, that's why i said like so that, that so their plan since this is the whole meat of your story it just felt like a side story because it didn't work very well yeah and and then the way it's resolved it, it's just you know like you said like like the cap is you know keeps saying it's like it's not that he became ego one two three but it's just the fact that you could fight him the fact that ego had to fight them the way they did also made no sense when they're they're burrowed into the planet yeah the planet is him. I mean, I understand that it's just material it's atoms that he's strung together to make a planet. But they're just like, oh, he'll find us down here. Well, he should be quite aware of where you are right. everywhere. Right. I mean, he is the planet. The fact that it took him that long if to come down and fight them. If you're in my house and you punch me in the face and you run away, but you don't leave my house, I'm going to find you. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what it well, is with ego. Well, you got to look for you. Right. Yeah, right. But, it's, right. but there's only but so many places I'm going to find your fans. Exactly. That was just the same thing with ego. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But no, but yeah, with ego, though, but he is the entirety of the planet. That's what made no he sense. He created the planet, and his consciousness can branch out throughout the planet, but he has to still branch his consciousness out to find yeah, it. Yeah, and I suppose it's just, like I said, it just didn't work. But okay. I agree. I mean, there is something to it, but it just, it just felt 
lame. I felt okay. Right. Well, well, let's. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. You wanted to talk about the thing you had wrong with Drax. Thank you. It's funny. I was just looking at that. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, my problem with Drax, and, and mind you, they did because Mike says he feels like they didn't develop the characters enough. I just I think they did develop the characters, or there was growth. No, not developed. They grew. The characters grew, but I think in in ways and to to your point that it's a little more abnormal or or, yeah. or a way where you're like, well, that that's really where you went with that, like. The, the, the Gamora and Nebula thing we'll talk about in a second, but Drax. Now, mm-hmm. Drax came off as a different kind of a guy in the first in the first one. He was a lot more right. serious. He was a warrior. Um, in this second one, is it me or did he seem like he was always laughing at yeah, something? He was always laughing at something. I mean, he went from being a serious warrior to like totally laughing. And again, you could say, well, maybe something happened in those six months. Right. And that's wonderful. Then tell me. Then something tell me. Like, like Drax has been like, he's been like this ever since that mission we had at so-and-so. I don't need to see the mission. Just tell me why his personality just literally did a 180. Yeah. <laughs> and, and From a, the and, serious to the humorous. Yeah. In six months. Because he spends some time with Quill. But Come that's, on. That's not said. But it's nor such, does it make sense. It's <laughs> such a dramatic shift. It's yeah. not like he added more jokes and you're like, okay, he's a little more humorous. Have you met Peter Quill? Come on. Yeah, but yeah. Come on. But again. That we're, guy's we're talking, hilarious. Yeah, but, you spend six months with him in a spaceship, you're going to be cracking jokes. No, no, no. no, no. Somebody would be dead. I would have murdered him all the time. <laughs> I would have given Mike's answer. That's what I'm saying. So the character with Drax is that they even said he doesn't get humor. He doesn't get um, sarcasm and stuff like right. that to the point that he's making jokes, even though he may, because he, now they went from a lack of sarcasm or getting sar- sarcasm and jokes to he's just inappropriate. And I, I mean, again, and it made some funny moments at times, not denying that. It's just, it was a weird character choice. Yeah, you know, th- I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like, like, I feel like there was growth I just feel like the way they grew or in ways where it's like, well, maybe this shouldn't have happened that way. Well, but also you see, you know why they grew him the way they did. Why? Because again, what we already touched on, the movie focused on its humor. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, well, we just have to make him funny. I'm like, or you could just focus on your story. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I mean, I didn't find anything too wrong with Rocket. I mean. No, Rocket was fine. Rock, I mean, Rocket was all right. Um, I mean, because it was nice that he was being such an ass, but then that was pointed out. Right. And that was great. Yeah. Because I mean, after a while it was like, I don't know why anybody likes you either. Right. <laughs> you know? But then that was pointed out. And that was wonderful. That is, you know, not saying it's a, a perfect use of story growth, but that is the growth of a character, you know. Okay. Um, like Nebula and Gamora. I was just going to get into that. Thank uh, you, Mike. Oh, you see the sisterly bond there. Yeah, you mean the people that, I mean, we're not talking about I hate you, I you don't call home, I don't want to talk to you, if you're in trouble, don't call me. We've gone from I'm trying to murder you with the help of a Kree soldier. Like, not, not, capture you not throw you in jail i was trying to murder you <laughs> you know to oh it's just that you were always better at things than me R- really <laughs> you know i mean i'm simplifying it down but, yeah, that, yeah. but, no, but no but think about it no, no, I, no I agree I, with but, you but the thing is the reason i'm simplifying it but think about it her reasonings were the the reasons were exactly what i gave it's just that she was being replaced piece by piece with machinery Every time her sister bested her, Nebula we're talking about, yeah. was replaced piece by piece with, uh, with machinery as her uh, sister battled her. Uh, Thanos did this. So that's even more reason for me not to at the go, oh, you know, I just was mad at you. So let's get along. We're sisters. What's, what's a little attempted murder between siblings? Come it's, on. Well, come it's, on. again, because I'm talking uh, storytelling. It's, it's, <laughs> well, this is the thing is like a lot of times, like, you know, you'll ask me about like movies, stuff like that. And I'm all well and good for humor and conversation, but it's like, this is not good storytelling. <laughs> I, my problem was, I mean, I, with, with, with the Gamora thing was that kind of what you said about, you know, like 
they went from killing each other to loving each other. And I won't say that they loved each other, but I'll say that, you know, like, if you were left it at, because sometimes, and this is, like, we can say this for anybody in the audience who has a brother or a sister, there might be an argument or something that's happened so deep, you might not know until they tell you years later, and you're like, oh shit, that's why you were mad at me? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and just to, just to see them, I felt like that, that resolution shouldn't have happened so quick. Well, like that hug shouldn't have happened. The if they is, wouldn't have hugged, I actually would have been okay with it. But see, the thing is, Gamora's reaction to Nebula is fine because she wasn't trying to kill Nebula. Yeah. Right. I'm talking, it's Nebula. Her reaction makes no sense. I mean, again, we're not talking about she hated her. She just wanted to beat her up. She tried to murder her several times. This makes no sense for this type of resolution. And What's so a rapid. little attempted murder Be- between siblings? I'm, because, I'm, because, I'm again, <laughs> because again, I'm saying we're talking about making a good movie. This, <laughs> you this, know? And that's what the resolution is. It's not working right. At this know? moment in my head right now, I have like six different ways that I attempted to kill you guys. Right. But you're thinking about it. There's a difference. <laughs> you see, that again, this is what I'm trying to say. And that's. That's where I find that that just fell apart. Well, well you know? when you're talking something as extreme as killing somebody, that's a really hard thing to come back from. It's the idea of once you go, once you go from kissing, you can't go back to holding hands. You know, it's such an extreme thing. You that, can't. Damn, you, I'm have to well, talk to that girl. I'm sorry, you can't go back to just holding hands. That's oh, the same. Okay. Um, one more thing before, and, and, I, and we could talk about this for like another half hour, but we do have to wrap up. Let me ask you this: two things. Number one. Um, oh, we can't wrap up before we talk about the end scene. I was, uh, that was just gonna oh, say, okay. I was gonna say, what did you guys feel about the end scene, the ending sequence? Now, after they after they beat Ego, because you know they beat Ego. You mean um, the, the five after credit scenes? No, 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 oh. no, no. Talking about, um, I don't want to say well, what it is. He's talking about the five after credit scenes. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. What oh, talking about? I, that was that was the next thing I was gonna talk about, but the one before that was, um, the funeral. Oh, for um, how, how did you feel about that? I felt I actually was really touched by it. As much as I wasn't as connect like last movie, the minute you know, the minute the whole thing with the mom dying and him going to space and and him having this family, and I was hooked. Right. I took me a while to feel that because even though they kept mentioning, "Oh, we're a family," I'm like, "Okay, now you're fucking forcing it." Right. You know, but I didn't feel it until the funeral moment when that character dies. I was just kind of like. I thought it was well. I mean, I thought it was well done. I mean, it was definitely you know it wasn't subtle. I mean, they actually had to tell us, well, you know, he was your dad after all. You know that kind of a thing. Um, so you know, they left the subtlety out of it for the audience that they're trying to acquire, just in case they want to make sure you didn't miss what we we're trying to say, right? Like, hmm. family is who loves you, not just who's you know who squirted the sperm, that kind of a thing. Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, it didn't bring a tear to my eye particularly, but I did enjoy it. Um, it was also nice. I don't know if a lot of people noticed that his uh, his. Adam stream, if you want to call it that, that they shot in the space, it actually formed into an arrow. Yeah. Yes. You know, for one last time. So that was kind of cool. Um, I, I, but, I, you I know. see that more as his uh, uh, essence or energy right. or, you know, his being. Well, I mean, it was just. You know, or it, it, if you want to go the religious route, his soul. Could well, be all that. I, 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 I mean, I enjoyed it. It, it was, it was, it was nice. the one thing that was kind of like a redeem, not a redeeming quality, but like after the movie was like, uh, to watch that relationship and then the kind of saying like, well, all along here's what here's what this person was. Yeah, I, I, it touched me in a way where I was like, wow, okay. Well, it was yeah. nice to think that we saw that he kept him. You know, that he kept that jeweled frog thing from the first movie. The fact that he kept the troll doll that Quill had, you know, oh, sucked right, him yeah. with. Um, instead of the power gem and stuff like that, you know, it's was, it was cute to see that he kept all these reminders of him, and it was nice also to see, you know, uh, them bring in the original Guardians of the Galaxy members. Yes, that uh, was to cool too. Them, yeah, you know, see almost all of them there was actually pretty good. All right, so, um, so, go ahead. You you like the way that the movie touched you? 
I don't even want to answer that now, especially the way you ask him. So what do we think about the five post-credit um, scenes? They were fine enough. I mean, you know, like uh, only the only one that got me, of course, was the one with Aisha and her craziness still going on. Yes. Uh, with with Adam, with her, uh, her creation, which, of course, only brings another problem of like, so then what was the cocoon that was in the collector's? Well, yeah. you know, I, I heard, which of course could still be the same. It, they just may have found it. You know. No, they said that that uh, the director mm-hmm. uh, Gun he said that that was just like a nod right. for uh, Marvel fans, and that that the one that Aisha made was actually the one. Right. That's he would have been better off actually not saying anything because I, I had read that, or he should have just said, "Who knows? Maybe they found it after that explosion at the collector's place." Right. That would have been easy enough because it's like you know, let's just keep the continuity nice and easy instead of. Maybe this and maybe that, it's like you know. But nonetheless, I can't wait to see what goes on because you know they've already changed a lot. With Aisha, evidently, is not her. Right. Um. So for Adam Warlock to be him, it'll be interesting to see what they go. And since the Enclave, because those characters were all created on Earth in the comic book, so it'll right. be interesting to see what happens. And, and it's funny because I mean I knew of the characters but weren't familiar with it. So the idea of him and her, and yeah. I remember that they existed, but it was you know like I'm like wait they weren't an alien race. Is that true? I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. But now, what were the other? Uh... Uh, the the teenage Groot one was yeah. hilarious. It was okay. Don't say the uh, what? Oh no, Howard Duck wasn't in the end, in the end credits. No, no, no he was no. in the movie. He was in the yeah. movie though. Yeah. As he's like, uh, Peter Quill walks into Groot's room and Groot's playing like a Game Boy kind of thing. Oh my God, Groot! And there's like vines all over the place. This yeah. room is disgusting. Clean it up. I am Groot. Well, I am not boring. I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I work with teenagers. I didn't find it that I, I, you know, I, I like Groot. I like Baby Groot, but Baby Groot, I like in doses. I'm glad they kept it as a, enough dose. They, yeah. they, they could have really made oh, they it. They could have. That scene was hilarious. Where um, Taser Face has taken over the ship, mm-hmm. and, and then they're like, "What do we do with this guy? Do we uh, get rid of him too? No, he's too cute." Take him to the tailor. Right. <laughs> and then the next scene is him, baby Groot, in Ravager garb. Yeah. God. <laughs> that was, I was funny. There's a parts that were, that were cool, but... Well, yeah, well, yeah, the teenage Groot one, I mean, I got the humor. It just... I mean, I didn't find it particularly funny because it's just, you know. But uh, but what were some of the other ones? I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what um, the... It, uh, uh, the guy... Um, uh, Jesse Gunn, the director's brother, who played the... Oh, the guy that plays one of the Ravagers? Yeah. Okay. The one oh, that's right. He's now controlling he, the Finn. The Finn with, and he's trying to control right. the arrow, and then the arrow goes into Drax's right, shoulder. Right, because once again, Drax is uh, dealing with a, a sword or a weapon of some form and gets interrupted <laughs> again. Yeah. So that was also a nod to the first movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of that one. So that's three. Three. Um, that was another so that was one. Four. Then uh, the old Guardians. Right. You see them together. Right. And, and was there one more? Yeah, there was five. Yeah, of there's them. five. I remember. Well, let, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it if we remember. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right, so let's go into renaming the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll start it off. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Don't ever trust anyone, even your dad, who has faceless statues showing of his history of his life. That's just why it should be called. Because how would you trust it? In the movie, roll credits, fuck that shit. You have a history of, of statues and showing your life with no faces? That's just fucking weird. Well, I just think it was, thought it was weird that they all had feather hairdos. <laughs> I'm like you wore the same outfit on every planet <laughs> is that and really how that works because it worked every time <laughs> well, no, Mike, wow, what wow, you got wow, wow. Um, I just call it volume 2 fake poo, uh, <laughs> fake poo. <laughs> um, Ralph Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 
that tailor is amazing. Oh, did my God. Did you see that Ravager Garb? <laughs> How did you make it that small? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so let's go to what everybody's waiting for. Ratings for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Ralph? I give this I Am Groot out of I Am Groot. Ooh, Joe's going to really love that. <laughs> so so you right. might want to give some numbers I'll, this time. I'll translate it. I give it, uh, I want to say, eight cute, adorable baby Groots in their nice Ravager garb. Oh, my God, he's so cute. Out of ten. You're wow. who they fucking pitch it for. Yeah, you know that, Pretty right? much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. I'm going to give it also... I'm gonna wait. Where the hell is it? Oh, there wow. it is. I'm gonna give it eight Yandu fins if if you can find it. <laughs> Out of ten, <laughs> you fucking find bring no, a table. That's my underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's a scene that they could have cut by one third easy. Okay. <laughs> Two thirds by easy. I'm like, right, it's got old people. Um, I give it seven space jumps to ego out of ten. Oh, space jumps to ego. That was that. That felt a little wacky right there. You know, I saw a shirt online that said. Uh, I survived 700 space jumps, and all I got was this awesome T-shirt. Oh, yeah. What did you see it on? <laughs> uh, ShirtToy.com. Of course, ShirtToy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so there you have it, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Parts of the plots get lost in space, but still fun. So don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans, Cheyenne and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger-than-life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4lifepodcast.com for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself taking behind-the-scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. To listen, visit 4lifepodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4lifepodcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it. Four. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Geeks on the go. Now with more baby group. You want more baby group, huh? I'm so happy that's done. I saw (laughs) this like fully posable, actual size baby group figurine for like $180-something. Comes out in 2018. What's Long after anyone will point, care, right? Like, what's the like, point? What the hell? Why so late? Not that I wanted it, but if I, you're gonna, if you're gonna bunk it at the right time, and it comes with the Ravager outfit. Nice. How did you fuck? Did you like Google like yes. baby group things to buy for his fucking room? <laughs> yes. His, his his mother, who who I'm who I'm cool with, has told me. But you know, Ralph gets. I'm not gonna do the bad Spanish accent. But Ralph gets these packages. I'm like, well, don't worry. Ralph is a very responsible person. Now I hear the shit that he's trying to buy for himself. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta well, take that back. I was looking for like a baby Groot doll for my niece. Sure, I was, and then I came across that, and I'm like, oh man, that is awesome. This, like, this, I wouldn't buy that like, for the my only niece. concern I have is that we all know, we all now know that when Ralph has a kid, he's naming it Groot. Yeah, <laughs> that's just going to be. It. No, He's not going to nickname it. He's just going to name it. Group. I don't know. I'm going to call it Baby Group. That'll be yeah. its legal name. All right. All right. Oh goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, this this podcast will serve as the first time anyone's ever heard police legally challenge anyone having the right to have children. Castle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cerrado. Okay. All right. You Episode know- 104 proves that you should not have children <laughs> with Ralph. <laughs> what about uh, without Ralph? Either way. <laughs> so, here we go. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute. I think we got a chance this time around. Quick? What about quick? Uh, okay. 
Oh, I think you're making like a sex statement. Hopefully, it's quicker than this intro. (laughs) It's quicker than quick news. Ready, set, go. Which movie do you believe catapulted Marvel movies into relevance? Blade, Incredible Hulk, or Iron Man 1? Ralph. Iron Man. Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) Mike. Iron Man. Thank goodness RDJ's drug problem kept him from fame until 2008. (laughs) (laughs) All right. List your top five Marvel property movies. Mike. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ant-Man, Guardians Volume 1, and Avengers. Wow. Okay. Ralph. Guardians. uh, Which one? One. Yeah, Guardians 1. First Avengers. uh, uh, Captain America. um, Ant-Man. And Iron Man. Okay. Create a Fantastic Four lineup using only Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. Ralph. Deadpool, Wolverine. That's not Marvel Cinematic. Oh, forget you then. (laughs) Read the question. Keep going. It it counts. Keep going. It's Marvel. Keep going. Right. Fucking Ralph. Deadpool. Swear to God, he's the reason why we. Yeah. Captain America and Ant Man. So, so two of the four are are DCU or MCU. (laughs) It's it's because if you just use MCU, there's not that because the whole MCU is pretty much a team. MCU and Guardians. So you got two different teams. You got Avengers and Guardians. And then you have who else? Ant Man. Well, he's not an Avenger. He's not he, an Avenger. He's he's not an Avenger. Technically, he's not an Avenger, bro. Technically, okay. Was he not? And in this an is Avengers why movie? this never makes it under a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> of him, not because of my ass. Yeah, sure. You make the question so Iron goddamn complicated. Man, okay, Mike. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remind the audience. <laughs> All right. The question was: Create a Fantastic Four lineup using only MCU characters. Also, MCU would that count as um? They count MCU characters as um, Netflix now, right? Yeah. They, they call it MCU, right? Yeah. It is part of the right. Marvel Cinematic sure. Universe. Mike. Um, I'm yeah. going to go with, since he's in and out now, I'm going to say Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Hulk. Sure. Thor and Doctor Strange. All right. Wow. I knew Doctor Strange was going to be. Well, I mean, there. you just make it interesting. That would actually be a really interesting comic book team. Um, if it wasn't MCU characters, if it was just Marvel characters, I actually was going to say Spider-Man, She-Hulk. Magneto and Doctor Strange. I think that would be an amazing group of characters to try and write a story around because they are just so... Two what did you say? Two sorcerers. Two sorcerers? Well, Magneto's not a sorcerer. No, he's not at all. Oh, I'm thinking of Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, you thought I'd go over Doctor Doom. Wrong evil (laughs) helmeted genius. I thought that would be be a great crew to write around. Maybe you should write it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. (laughs) All right, and last question, not like we were going to get to it. 12 minutes later. Shush. <laughs> Meanwhile, 12 minutes later, that's what this podcast should be called. Um, using the movie The Dark Knight as a measuring stick, will Wonder Woman, will Wonder Woman the movie be worse, better, or on par with arguably Nolan's best movie? Wow. Uh, well, with all the recent polls and studies that have been going around, Easy. and blah, 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 blah. Blah, I think that Wonder Woman should be either on par or no, best. Make a definitive choice. Hmm? At one out of the three. Not oh. I'm gonna take two. One out of the three. Alright, so I hope it's on par. Okay. Okay, so with, I hope it's on par. But I really want it to be better. I do too. Yeah. Mike. Uh I'm gonna say it's gonna be better because it'll be keeping super in superhero. Uh, but if Diana ever asks, where's Steve Trevor? Where's Steve Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm walking out. 
all right, all right, all right. You know what's funny? Uh, just to go back real quick, um, I don't want to belabor it, but your your list of of top five Marvel property movies, mm-hmm. I'm very surprised Logan didn't crack your list, Mike, um, or you, Ralph. I mean, I really liked. I just, good, I just but... really like those. I mean, it's it's not that I don't like Logan. I mean, it just would be it'd be like number six. Or yeah, seven. probably somewhere in that range. And the reason why I brought that question up, that question I've been waiting to ask for a while. Long story short, I went to go see Guardians. I went to go pick up my wife at her job. Shout out to Gigi. I love you very much. And yeah, um, you're all right. Well, you don't have to love her. One, two, three. Stop, stop, stop. She's not pregnant, laying in bed, willing to kill me. You almost <laughs> fucked me up both of you. Anyway, the point is, we, I went to go pick her up at work, and one of her coworkers, of course, knows we're big geeks. So they go, oh, hey, Cap, what's going on? You know, we're talking a little bit. And then he goes, what are you, what are you guys going to do? I said, I'm going to go get a bite to eat and go see Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, oh, man, um, one of the best Marvel movies of all time. And I go, easy with a claim like that. That's a little bit hard to say. And, and he, wrong. And he goes, um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, definitely, um, definitely um, top, if not top five. And I go, you know what? It wouldn't even crack my top five. And he goes, what are yours? And I said, I said, Civil War, Winter Soldier, First Avengers, Iron Man, Logan. And I said, Spider Man Two, Six. And I like went on, and the guy's like. <laughs> you can tell he was like, shut down. I was trying to shoot him down. I was just kind of like, how could Guardians be? I mean, Guardians was a fun movie. It wasn't a great movie. Yeah. Top five means great. Going back to what we said about off the podcast, if you're going to throw the word great out there, that shit better be great. A yeah. Knight's Tale is a great movie. No, I didn't say A Knight's Tale. I said King Arthur, and then you talked about Knight's Tale. Well, I haven't seen King Arthur Okay, yet. we'll see. Yeah. Well, see, see. For me, the reason I put it in my top five is that it's it's not that Guardians Volume 1 is a perfect movie by, or even close to it. I It's just a lot of fun for me. I find it, of again, of the Marvel properties, I just find it a really funny, a fun movie. I'm sorry, Guardians, uh, yes, that would be. Yeah, a, for the first one. Um, first one, yeah. The second one, but it is really funny. Someone that saw Guardians, I don't even know who it was or if it was just maybe somebody I was near was talking about it, and they were just like, yeah, it's like this is like the best Marvel movie ever, and I, and I and I said to myself, everybody says that about every Marvel movie for the most part that when comes, it comes out, out yeah. because I'm like, do you have literally no attention span? You are the people that I keep arguing that it's not true when the studios are like, oh, we make these movies because the population doesn't really remember anything from movie to movie. I'm like, maybe they're right. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. Because yeah. uh, hearing that, I'm like, wow. Well, okay. But yeah, so interesting. Uh, if you guys have any input, please send us your top fives. I'm going to start out with shout outs. Johannes, I'm interested to hear your top fives. I want to know more about this TV show. Yeah. That's, that's a podcast, I, I gather. Wait, what? Is this, is this, this he has like a, a, a show. I think it's a podcast. But I keep thinking, it, I know his drawing is like of a TV show. So, Wait, Johannes, you have to explain that to me. He's on it? Yeah, I think he's doing it. And he hasn't shared with us. I Just... think it's on Facebook he's talked about it. Motherfucker. If I'm wrong, <laughs> Johannes, let me know. I, I need to know what's going on. And evidently, the cap doesn't know what's going and, on. And evidently, I want to know because I like proving Mike wrong. So, let's oh, please. There is know. always that. There's always that. It will never happen. No, it's happened before. <laughs> so, any uh, sh- I'm, You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- um, shout out to anybody? I'm going to shout out my friend Bob, who does not listen to this podcast and who also does not watch enough superhero films, but went to see, uh, I think yesterday, went to see uh, Guardians Volume 2. I haven't talked to him how he liked it, but he was talking about going to see it. And I'm like, well, did you watch the first one? He was like, yeah. I'm like, did you like it? He goes, no, not really. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following the norms and the trends. <laughs> There has to be a place to put people like that. You know, you just... California, that's where he is. Leave Bob alone. He's untouchable. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, yeah, I like to shout out. Why do I ask? 
Uh, I'm going to speak in another language right now. <coughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. But that's English. I am Groot. But it's all English. It's not another language. I am Groot. You, you don't 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 fight with him. Just let it go. <laughs> right. But it's English. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So to those people that I mentioned. Well, oh, now he's speaking another language. Because <laughs> that's not English. All right. All right. Um, I got a couple of shout outs. Shout out to um, shout out to Phoenix. I think. Phoenix. Phoenix Carnival. Um, oh, I'm thinking like Jean Grey. I'm no, like, no. Whoa. No, no, no. Shout out to Phoenix Carnival. She is a podcaster um, for MMA. And I told her one time to tune in. I believe she tuned in recently. I'm wondering if she did it more than once. So we'll see what happens. Shout out to Abel, my cousin, who will send me some nerd stuff every now and again. Oh, you're willing to shout out to Abel? What? I said you're willing to shout out to Abel? Willing and Abel, God. <laughs> Bad puns just don't end. Shout out to Big Joe. Big Joe, hope everything's good. Haven't heard from him in a week. Hope Is that the intern? Okay. That's the intern. I'm no, no, done no. With we, him. We, we promoted him, remember? I, we haven't come up with a name yet. He's a junior, 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 junior associate intern. <laughs> He's just an intern to me until I see things happening. Wow. <laughs> um, shout out to my wife. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to my mother. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to... Um, Erin, because she's gonna no, she's not gonna listen to the end of this. Uh, no, she won't. Nope. I feel like saying a really bad insult and seeing if she listens. And we should ask her when we next time we see her. <laughs> um, damn, I, I can't even think about. See, I go really, really bad with my insults, so I don't want to say it. But I want to say something that's gonna be like, "Oh, you would remember that." Yeah. Okay, let me try this. Erin, how are the bed bugs doing? Has nothing to do what has nothing to do with anything, but I want to see if she how the bed bugs doing. Let's see if she hears that. Okay, all right, we'll see. We'll ask her next time we see her. We'll ask her, and um, yeah, I guess that's it for the shout outs. How about so? No, that's all for you guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I gave all my shout outs already. Didn't you hear them? Yeah, it was like forty seconds of my life I can't get back. <laughs> you want it back? I have some time. I can give it to you. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> all well, the shout outs go out to the usual, Mr. Jamal, Ruben, all these people, Oliver. Hopefully, you tuned in. I know you're writing it down. Hopefully you tune in, listen, and hopefully you made it this far. I'll check them on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's the end of the show. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. And and I guess there's no movies until June, huh? Nope.